0: Morning, family. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Is that good? Okay. I have such a booming voice that my wife has to moderate me. <laughs> First of all, uh, I am not Tim. He's got a better beard than I do. Anyway, anyway. John sixteen thirty three. follow along, it's also in your bulletin, or your handout, or whatever it's calling it these days, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world, there's a lot of reasons why I have picked this particular topic. Uh, one was as I was doing a lesson on hope earlier, and but I just feel the calling that I needed to talk about peace a little bit, and uh, mainly because I struggle with it quite a bit. So when I look at the scripture, I go like, "Peace." that's a tough one for me because the more I study it, the like other things the more you study it the more you don't understand it kind of thing and so uh, I had a meeting with Tim Wednesday afternoon talking about this and of course we got off on different subjects too. imagine that (laughs) imagine that anyway so we're talking about peace and so I came up with the title if I only if I could and the question is, you know, because I hear this in my voice, and I hear it from other people, and I want to talk to about that. If I could only get my bills paid, then I could have peace. If I could only resolve my anxiety, I could have peace. If I could only resolve my depression, I could have peace. If only I could be happier. If only I could be content. That's a whole different other world there. Or if I could only have peace. You know, one of the things that we know when we see when we look at our world, especially, you know, I'm in that time period in my life where I can grumble about stuff because I call grippy right, old man talk. So, so it's what tack title it anyway. But you know, there's things in politics, there's things in money, there's things in friends, and in family, church, school, on and on and on. So, just like to have some peace. Be nice to have some peace. And so, as I'm studying, I'm trying to figure out what is peace. Well, one of the best ways for me to study is to look at the opposite, or what is non-peace. And this is my short list. Uh, Disappointment, cold, I thought that was a pretty interesting one. Regret, heartburn, grumbling, restless, longing for, fill in the blank, or just chaos. What is peace? The secular world will say that it's defined as well-being, tranquil, quiet, calm. Not bad, but not complete. Because if you look at all those things, it's all about, as people have heard in me talk about in the Bible class, you we were talking about one of the phenomena that's happening in our society these days is called the big me. Of course, everybody yeah, pulled it in there too. Again, imagine that. So I get hooked up on certain things. So the big me is it <laughs> lately. So, but it's the big me, and it's about the self, it's about my self contained bubble here. And so, if you want to go into a deeper meaning of all this, is seen in biblical meaning, the meaning that goes beyond self, a relational peace with God, because he's got your back, a state of appreciation, state of wonder, state of awe, state of faith, hope, completeness, and wholeness. If you will follow along with me, go to John 14, John 14. starting with 25, and we'll go to 27. For the time being, John 14, 25-27. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Well, as I was pondering that scripture and looking forward to what John 15 says, my mind goes, luckily, you know, sometimes my associations in my head are kind of weird. So. But this time it didn't do so weird. So then I go to, when I look at that, I look at the Holy Spirit, which has been given to me okay, for my peace. And then I look at Galatians 5, 22, a familiar passage that we've seen. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. I like that part because when I was talking about hope earlier, one of the things that I got out of that lesson is that hope was very relational. It has to be a relationship with God, with each other, hope like that. But it's all a relational thing, and so is peace. But the last thing I liked about the, the study of hope was is that it's a very active process. It has to be something that I have a plan for, something that's pushing me forward, because that's what hope is, looking like that. You know, and one of the things that uh, if you heard me talk before, um, there was a guy named Viktor Frankl, who was an Austrian psychiatrist, who was in the concentration camps, several of them as a matter of fact, and he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. He's one of the few people like that who developed a therapy that included spirituality, called global therapy, by the way. Anyway, he was trying to figure out how can people be at peace of where they were in that horrible situation and still looking forward to something, search for a meaning. And he found out people who had hope that they were going to or they had a peace about them because they know this is where they were going. And I thought that was pretty... And I've known that for a while with that book because it's a pretty interesting book. If you haven't read it, you need to read it. It's a good book. But the whole idea is that there's an active process. In order to have a peace, it had to it's not just one of those kind of things, although that might help a little bit too. But being quiet, but it's also an active process that we do. It's a plan that we have, like that. So If you look at John, and talked about this in my class also, John 14, and we look at John 14 and go to 26, it says, But the Counselor of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And I think that was a lesson to me, kind of going through these passages, looking at the whole idea of just kind of, how do I get peace? How do I understand peace? Because one of the things when I was talking to Tim was one of the things that keeps eluding me in my world, in my mind or whatever, is the peace that passes understanding. No, just, I just still have a hard time grasping that one. How do, I, how do I have peace that passes understanding? I just don't get it. But he gave me some few information pieces like that and kind of made more sense, but I still struggle with that one quite a bit. So, move up to John 15. And this is the chapter that talks about the vine and the branches, and I'm going to start with verse 5. John 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I am he, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away, withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burn. If you remain in me, and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. We just talked about fruit. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's command and remain in his love. I have told you. So that you may have joy, may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. What's grabbing me again out of this whole thing, when we talked about hope and peace and all that kind of stuff, is the idea of a relationship with God. You know, up, upreach, inreach, outreach. Tom, Tim's been talking about is this relationship that, in order, if you look at all the fruits of the spirit, they're all very relational. It's about relationships. It's not just about myself. It's about my relations with God, my relationship with my family. And you look at that, it makes a whole lot of sense. So, moving along. Sometimes I get stuck in a (laughs) As Janine very well knows, yeah. So, there was a saying in, uh, I used in my class earlier, And it says, as Christians, we never have the option of giving up hope. And when you look at the scriptures, yeah, hope's given to you as well. He just gives it to you. So how can you not? You know, you have to to hang on to it. It's an option. You know, you can't give it up. Philippians 4.13. Go to Philippians 4.13. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Everything through him gives me strength. Once again, relational. It's a relationship thing. So now that I've talked about all that, how do I do that? Well, I'm kind of like a two-year-old. I do it. I do it. Surely we haven't heard that before. But you have to surrender to God. Okay, you know, in our world, that's I find that I find that for myself to be pretty tough. And we look at that. So, got to surrender control to God. That's where the peace comes from. Philippians four, six through seven. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, sent your crush to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. So, when I think about that, this is a purposeful and active process. So in order to gain peace, I have to surrender, which for some of us in the circular world that doesn't make sense because one does not go with the other kind of thing because the whole idea of peace in the world world is you know somebody's got to win somebody's got to lose kind of thing you know well for the purpose of active processes, we go on with we're still in Philippians 4 8 through 9 says find finally brothers whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever's admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Active process. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, active process, relationship. Or seen in me, put it into practice. Active process. And the God of peace will be with you. So I have to exercise that. Ephesians 4, so just so you know, Ephesians 4, which talks about unity in the body, 3 through 6. This really, really grabs me like that. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is over all, and through all, and in all. Once again, purposeful and active process. And why? Because I can go back to John 16:33, and it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Life can be hard sometimes, we know that. But when you look at Romans 5, and it talks about suffering like that, perseverance, building character, and all that kind of stuff. James 1, same thing, refining the process, all that kind of stuff. It's all part of the process we're going through. So what are some practical ideas for this? One is, is Prayer. Going through prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5. Go to that one if you want to follow along. 1 Thessalonians 5. Starting with 17. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you and Jesus Christ. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. That one really got me. Do not treat prophecy with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. It's a relational, kind of thing. First Thessalonians 5:17. When I was reading that, you know, I've heard the pray continually part numbers times. I've seen, give thanks in every circumstance every time. But somehow I did not pay attention to the part of do not put out the spirit's fire. Ouch. Ouch. Okay. Because yeah, God didn't yeah, of course. Yeah. So once again, active process, relational when we're talking about those things. Prayer is with such depth. When we talked about hope, we talked about deep conviction and things like that. Other things you can do, meditate on the scripture. Once again, John 16, 33. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Write it down many times as you want to repeat it repeat it repeat it as I have done and the whole idea is just trying to absorb it so family repeat after me I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world I'll do it to him. Can I get an amen? Okay. Yeah. Meditate on scripture. Listen to the worship music. You know, some people have this on a playlist like that. Listen to that over and over again. Uh, in my former life when I was at a clinical site, I was going through a lot of turmoil in my life, like that. And aside from Janine and mentors and all like that, one of the things that was really comforting that would bring me and center me back on my piece was listening to certain music. You know, and before that, you know, I was listening to all kinds of different types of music and uh not worship music, all kinds of types of music. But I started listening more to worship type music. And I finally got a real comfort out of that whole thing, like that. The other one is because, you know, when you're seeking peace and you look at John 15, vine and the branches thing, that's us, okay? And the other thing I have is seeking the comfort of others. This is what family does, okay? You seek the comfort of others, just like we do with hope. There's times when you feel the need for some help with your hope. Sometimes you have energy. You can help people with their hopelessness like that. Seeking comfort of others, I think, is a great way to have peace. You know, uh, one of my friends in Temple was talking about, you know, we sing that song in the cleft of a rock, like that. He showed the actual biblical... Example of what that meant and I thought "Well, that's pretty cool. It was just a hollowed-up part of this gigantic huge boulder thing where people would Kind of go inside this little carved out place and All the enemies couldn't see them anymore cleft of a rock And that was extremely helpful during that time period like that Because when things are going like that go I'm gonna clap the rock (laughs) anyway so you know when you have peace it really helps but you know that's what we're here for is to help people with their peace help them with their comfort give them hope so if you have such a need elders will be in the back right there and they will give comfort. If you want to come forward, we'll give you comfort. So if you have a need, please come while we sing our song.